Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back, everybody. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz. He's Cam Stewart. We are here every Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 2 Eastern Time, really talking about anything and everything you want to talk about. Uh, baseball, football, hockey, golf, basketball, uh, whatever's on your mind here. It's February, right? A little slow time for uh, as far as the major sports are concerned here. Uh, now, Cam, we've gone over uh, the NHL lines here. Uh I will let people know as soon as I find out who the starting goaltender will be in the 12:30 game. That's uh, the Blues and the Predators. Uh, can't, I, I know I, uh, I'm really hoping for Jake Allen because then I'm going to put a couple of units on the Predators to win this game here. Uh, so, yes, I am interested very much. Most of the DFS lineups it looks like that I'm looking at don't include this game, so I don't have to worry about that as far as uh, putting players in there. But I want, I, I definitely want to bet on uh, the National Predators. They lost yesterday. It was a close game, 3-2. And I think Jake Allen's a, a major downgrade in net from Bennington. Soros, I don't feel the same way for Nashville. And as you said earlier, and I think it was a great point, by the way, back-to-back games in hockey is like doubleheaders in baseball. Hard to sweep, man. Hard to sweep. Especially when it's two and, good teams. Yeah, and Nashville's the home team today, and you're only laying, like, uh, probably 50 cents or under, and it's a great point, George. I'll tell you one thing, too. Uh, the, you, you, know how good the, you know how good the Predators are, too. They're going to bring their A game. The Blues, I'll give them credit, though. Blues are kicking ass. Like They beat Tampa Bay. They beat Nashville. Like, this is a team that's starting to think, like, wow, Colorado and the other teams in the West are faltering. Let's go on a little roll here, and maybe we can do – and you know hockey. Things change quick, right? <laughs> you, you could – like, all the teams are bunched up there. You, go, you get on a little bit of a heater, you can go into the playoffs there. I like what you're doing. I did some round robins already. Even with the, even if Bennington plays, I'm still going to take Nashville, but I love it more um, with Allen for sure. And, uh, yeah, I did a bunch of round robin parlays with uh, basically teams that I think are going to win today so far. Uh, I'm going to do some totals a little bit later because those games go off at 3.05, but I told you I like Winnipeg to win. I like Carolina to win. I'm going to take your advice with Boston and Nashville, and I've done a round robin. Basically, guys, round robins are just mixed a mixed two-game parlays of every combination of teams I like, and you know what? You get the plus money with the parlay instead of laying, laying the juice. So that's what I'm going to do. Winnipeg, Carolina, Nashville, and Boston to win uh, on the ice so far there, George. Totals coming up, too. I got do a little more research. 
I like. Well, I'm, I'm not doing Winnipeg. Like I said I'm, I'm pretty pissed off at him. I know. Oh, yeah. See, you're like you're like Morenzi. That's the difference between me and Gabe, though. Like, I, I, like I will come back to a team in sports, and like he, when a team pisses him off long enough, he won't come back to them. Like, it'll take him a real long time. For me, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I get pissed off, but I'm kind of I'm a, I'm an early forgiver there, George. Whereas he he like you, the Long Island, the Rage team, you guys, uh, it takes a little bit longer to get in your good graces again. You're you're pissed off. Hey, I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you, like. The Jets cost me a lot of bread. Like that was a real, real like you. You're playing Ottawa on Hockey Day in Canada with millions of people watching. Like that was the feature game before uh, the Leafs uh, Can- uh, Canadians game, and that's what they did. Like I was watching the game at, at the tavern, having uh, food with my girlfriend, going, "What the hell are these guys doing? They're they're, they're getting beat down by Ottawa." And I, it's to my point that I made earlier, though, George. Ottawa, and one thing about hockey in comparison to other sports, there's no Baltimore Orioles in, in the National Hockey League. There's no, you know, they like we talk about San Francisco, like bad teams like there, uh, Detroit Tigers. They're, the Ottawa Senators win games at home as dogs. Like the worst of the worst of the worst. There's not like one team that you can look at and go, they are so much crappier than everybody else. It's not true. Like, these teams win at home. Like Ottawa is like the Anaheim's horrible. Okay, sorry. Other than Anaheim, I'll, I'll say Anaheim. But other than that, you know, other teams in the league, they can win these games as dogs. You know what I'm saying, George? They can. I listen. Ottawa's 14, 11, and four at home. So they have a great 500 record. I mean, uh, and that's that's true of most sports where teams play better at home. It's not a shock there. But uh, no. even Anaheim, 10, 8, and 8. You know, and they're, they're a bad team. What I love about Ottawa, by the way, is that, uh, you know, they uh, they traded their first round pick to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the, Correct. The first, in, uh, for those who don't know hockey, and I understand this, but Jack Hughes is going to be the first overall pick in the NHL. Amazing. Now, he's not Connor McDavid, but he's a game changer or, or a franchise changer. And I will laugh. I mean, I will laugh several body parts of mine off if Ottawa finishes uh, with, you know, with the worst overall record and then they win, or in this case, they lose the lottery and they give away Jack Hughes to Colorado. I mean, uh, you put Jack Hughes on Colorado with McKinnon, Ranton, Landeskog, now you have two lines. And now you're a dangerous, dangerous team. Everybody in the Western Conference has to be praying, really, that uh, this doesn't happen here. It would be bad, bad, bad. So uh, I, I just find that funny. I keep, uh, I, I'm not an Ottawa fan at all, but I always watch what they do here just to see they get screwed here. I mean, really get screwed and uh, finish last in the NHL. And right now they are last, 47 points. I mean, listen, there are a lot of teams close to them. Devils have 48, Detroit 49, Anaheim, we know they suck. Uh, they have 51 here. The Kings have 50. One as well, so a lot of teams in the running here, and with the draft lottery, they you know, even if you finish last, you may not get it anyway. Hell, Edmonton usually wins this thing, so uh, <laughs> you know we'll see what happens here. But I, I just find that funny. And I, I always keep uh, always keep track of that. Jack Hughes for those in dynasty leagues, you're going to want him next year, uh, very much so. so Call it out for what it is, too. And, uh, you know, George, like, you're, you're living in Long Island. I'm a Canadian. I'm not a regular Canadian, though. It's going to be an apologist all the time. Like, I, I, American hockey right now, take a look at the top picks that you guys have. It's amazing. You guys have Eichel, like Eichel, Matthews. Like, it's crazy. Hughes. Like, there's, like, the... The, the main guys that teams are looking at right now, like this USDA, uh, this this American hockey program that they got going on where I know, I think, uh, who was it? Brian Rolston. He was a good friend of my program when I worked at XM, too. I used to love Brian Rolston, one of the best shots in the business. They have that that program where they get these kids, this feeder system, they build, they build them all up. Like, it, it's, it's crazy. Like, these USA guys are, are unbelievable. Like, the top players that they're churning out right now, these guys are studs. Like, amazing hockey players. 
Yeah, so the program, I mean, over the past, what, 20 years, it's immense what they're doing here. But hey, it's good for the game. We want the best players playing, right? We always want that. All right, we'll switch gears a little bit here. And sure, uh, let's talk, let's talk a little, uh, we're going to talk a little baseball. You know, we yeah, didn't get baseball. to this yesterday. You know, uh, Francisco Lindor, uh, out seven to nine weeks, strained calf. Now, as soon as I heard that, really? Seven to nine weeks with a strained calf? Uh, that's a tear. Now, inside injuries pretty much said the same thing, yep. that there's got to be some kind of tear there uh, for, really for, the, for him to be out that long here. Now, listen, seven to nine weeks, the season starts in approximately six and a half to seven weeks. My uh, best guess is you could, you'll see him in mid-April. Uh, so what I ask you, I mean, Lindor, some people would argue is a top five player. He's going easily in the first round. So, Cam, you're drafting. You know, we could easily be drafting now. Teams are, leagues are drafting. Now, you're drafting today. Where are you taking him? I'm going to tell you, I probably still take him very, very high there, there, George. I think this is a precaution. I The thing that I worry about in baseball is I don't understand why, and we've talked about this before, why are you opening up seasons in places like Minnesota? Is there a way to work the schedule so we could be in hot weather places so we're not going to have DLs, you know what I mean, games postponed due to rain, snow, and all the other things? Wasn't it last year that the Minnesota Twins, what was it? How many of their first games got postponed? It was it was some like crazy, crazy record. It's like, yeah, it's Minnesota. It's not like it's going to be warm at the end of March and early April. It's still these, these guys have winter, but I think Lindor is going to be. I, I still, I still put him really high, George. It's a weak division. I think the guy does so many things. What do you have? Twenty-five steals. How many, how many dingers did uh, Lindor hit there before too? Like he, he does it all. Power, speed on the base pads, everything. Home run power. Like I don't, I don't know where you put him. Like we're, we're. That's a great, great question. Great question to begin with. But I would probably put him barely like where, where you have him. Maybe a couple slots down. But I wouldn't really like pass on him too far. I don't know where you're going to go with Lindor, but. Uh, I, I, I think he's going to be healthier. You, you think he's going to be out longer than they're projecting? Is that what you're telling me? Hello? Whenever we hear this, whenever we hear seven to nine weeks, my first thought is this. Okay, let's take the media. It's, it's going to be longer? No, I don't know if it's going to be longer. Let, let's, let's just say we'll take eight weeks. I, we'll, go, we'll go right in the middle there. We'll take eight weeks. So now he's out until first week in April. Now, does that mean he can't participate in baseball activities until then? So he needs another two weeks after that? And now we're in late April? But my other worry is this. Now, I love Lindor. Uh, I don't know if I would have taken him top five overall, but he would have been an easy first-round pick for me. 38 home runs last year, 92 RBIs, 25 stolen bases. That's crazy. 77. Uh, that's great. But strain calf. It's tearing his calf. Is he still going to steal 25 bases, Cam? Or are we talking now he steals 10? That's a big part of his value gone. Today's yeah, game, you, we need, everybody right. needs stolen bases. So I, I don't think he steals anywhere near as much anymore. If, he's, if he misses games, you know, maybe now he has 30 home runs. You know, maybe now it's 80 RB. I just, I can't justify taking him in the first round anymore. I was, listen, I'm talking, I'm taking him in the second round. You know, I, I wouldn't do that. But I, I'm a conservative draft kid. I am. I don't take chances with my first round pick unless I feel I need to take chances. I mentioned yesterday, if I'm in a league with, you know, Stuart, Marensky, Scott Angle, and all these other guys, uh, you know, it's all about the yeah. Sharks. Okay, then I will take some chance because I feel I'll have to. But if I'm in, you know, I'm in one of my home leagues with my buddies here, and like most home leagues, you know, uh, yeah, half the guys know what they're doing. The other half don't. You know, I don't need to take chances. I'll beat these guys by making my moves during the year you know, and outsmarting them that way. I don't need to take a chance in the first round and give these guys a chance to catch up. So in those kinds of leagues, I won't be taking Lindor. Not round one. I'll wait till round two or so around there, maybe even round three. And I, I, let's face it, if I'm in a league and my, you know, my brother, he takes uh, Lindor, 
you know, great. Because guess what? He, he got rid of that headache for me. Now I don't even have to worry about it. You know, great. Good luck to you. Maybe it'll work out for you. Maybe it won't. But now I don't have to worry about it. And I kind of like that as well. I guess who who's a guy like because because you you you'd really know your baseball there, George. Like, who's a guy that you think who used to be a stud that uh, is going to really tail off this year? Is going to a guy that you're trying to avoid or something like you know like a guy in a draft that you say you know what he's a big name guy, but I really don't see it happening this year. And we all have players like that. You know, that we uh, we have our doubts about that other people are high on for whatever reason, and there's nothing wrong with that. People get all upset, you know. And I'll never understand that. Yeah. People get all upset that uh, I'm not as high on this player as you are. Yeah. It's all opi- it's all yeah. opinion who for whatever can, reason. Who, who <laughs> right? Don't who get upset. Who f- Just do whatever who the hell you want. Cares? I know that's insane to me. If you're getting upset about that. That's pretty. That's, that's right. Nuts. And one one <laughs> player I worry about. Well, and this is all leagues, by the way, not just baseball, football, hockey, whatever leagues I play in. I always worry about players that get dealt to a new team or traded to or signed with a new team, whatever it might be. Because I think sometimes we forget these players are human. You know, and they're going to a new city, you know, new town. <laughs> can be a very big adjustment in the first year or the first half of that first year. And I might worry about Paul Goldschmidt a little bit as a top player. He's going from Arizona to St. Louis. Now, listen, St. Louis is a great baseball town. It's fantastic. He's going to go to a team that's going to contend. But it's still a change as far as the atmosphere is going on here. The fans are going to expect more from him. And maybe the biggest difference is, well, I know they put the humidor in Arizona last year, but you're not in Arizona. You know, the ball's not going to travel as well in St. Louis. You said it earlier. It's going to be a little cold there in the early goings of the season, right? Exactly. And we look chilly. You know, so that, I think that could affect it as well. And as far as the weather thing, by the way, we'll, we'll get back to that because I think you make a great point. And I've, I've, I've ranted about this before. But no, I think it's, uh, it's, just, it's insane to me because I remember, like, Minnesota, I think they had games in, like, a hot weather place. And they, they came back. Was it? George, I, this is just off the top of my head. I just remember. I, I, I think it was like almost like double digits. Like they, it was like freezing, 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 freezing. And think about it. You're in baseball and you have all these games to play anyway. How many double headers are we going to have? How many, you know, well, we have to make up these games. And you know what the long, as the season progresses, you're still going to have rainstorms. You're still going to have thunderstorms and all other stuff. When you're already behind the eight ball by like, you know, eight to 10 games because you, you didn't plan the schedule properly. Like it's insane to me. These teams, look, look, look at your division. Vision, try to go to the hottest place. It, like it's, it's, it can't be that difficult. Like there has to be guys. You know they they do they put send guys to the moon apparently. But you know what I mean. In today's world, how 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 come a schedule where you're going okay? Well, we're going to open up here. Cold weather, cold weather, cold weather, cold weather. That's just nuts to me. It's it's it's, in, it's insane. I have uh, I have bitched about this before as well. I think uh, it's silly. Baseball is a 162 game season. Games, right. Exactly, and that's not and that's not going to change. Right? I understand that they're not going to because literally, I mean, the, the season should probably start in mid April, not at the end of March. Yeah. Uh, I get that, but that, we know that that that's a fool's errand. You want to argue that they're not giving up that money? They're not giving up that money. I've argued maybe they should have more scheduled double headers, even if they're split double headers. Yeah, where you have two different admissions, where you really don't lose anything. Yep. Maybe you could do that, but the players don't really like that. So, so listen, you're going to play in March, but you're, you're telling me, and I can, uh, I, you know, the reason why they stopped it, they did try this about probably 10, 15 years ago, uh, is that some teams uh, complained, oh, it's unfair that we have to start on the road for two weeks. You know, we can't play at home. Really? How is that unfair? Once again, it's a 162 game season. All right. No one's saying that there's going to be uh, those teams that start on the road are now going to get the last two weeks of the season at home. No, I'm not saying that. That would be unfair. You don't want that. But you can make up these games in June. 
where also they have more home stands there to make it up here. Uh, there are enough dome teams and warm weather teams where it would be real close, real close to being where you wouldn't have to play in any games in cold weather, and you could make up for it. I, I don't know why they don't do this. I think it would be smart. Wouldn't the fans like this not to freeze your ass off? The, the coldest I've ever been at a sporting event, Cam, is not a football game, and I've been to some of them where it's been really cold and brutal. Maybe because in winter we're used to that, and you expect it. The coldest I've ever been at has been a Yankee game in April. Opening day, I went to one year in the, somewhere in the 90s. I, I All I remember is I would have paid $50 for, the, for a couple hot chocolate they ran out and I was dying because you're not expecting it to be that damn and this was a day game by the way it wasn't even a night game and I was freezing I mean yeah, uh, same thing at, at the old Blue Jays exhibition stadium in April like uh, you know what I mean like the, these aluminum seats like your ass is frozen down to the seat I'm like what the hell is going on here like I remember we were kids too and we were excited just hey we're at the baseball game yeah like we're freezing our asses off it's like why are the Blue Jays in Toronto hosting opening opening day series now like are you are you kidding me there was still it was there was snow on the ground george like snow big piles of i remember it's snowing in an exhibition stadium yeah, know, yeah. while the games are being played exactly exactly it's just didn't, Toronto, didn't they arrest dave winfield once for killing a bird yeah like, yeah, a seagull yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, the uh, late 80s like, i killed, believe it was didn't mean i remember it's that like, yeah, I, I, I gotta be honest with you like i'm like come on people did dave winfield did not intentionally murder a seagull like it got serious too you're bringing in the cops i'm like give the guy a break here, man. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, I'm Dave Winfield. I'm trying to kill a seagull. Like, are you kidding? Like, there's people who actually want to arrest this man. Like, get a. They want to arrest Randy Johnson when he threw a 95 yeah. mile per hour fastball and obliterated that bird yeah, in spring training. Yeah, you can also kill birds with you know like uh, soda rocks and Pepto Bismol if you want to. The guy didn't mean to do it. He throws <laughs> he, he throws heat. Weekend fantasy update. Cam and George will be back after this to talk more about birds and obliteration. (laughs) Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fancy source, 24 hours a day. Show an angle behind the glass. Uh, we never know what he's going to play. Oh, uh, Sean really tells me. I love the red, bread. red wine. Wow, a little UB40. I haven't heard this UB40, one in a while. UB40, right? Yeah, UB40. Listen, my, my wife loves a red, red wine or white, white wine, yeah. any wine, really. Uh, happy, no, George, happy so, does, so, does, so does Cam. He likes, uh, he, he, he likes anything white wine, red wine, beers, you name it. I don't discriminate I, anything <laughs> down the hatch. So Cam just I actually like don't drink wine, uh, wine, believe it or not. Wine. 
Why? Yeah, you said it, Prince. Yeah, love it, buddy. <laughs> Actually, I, 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 I'm playing George Kurtz's game right now. I got a nice cold uh, Pepsi in the freezer there. It's in the morning, right, George? I'm used to working in the afternoon, so uh, it's like, yeah, I know you're. I'm more. I'm a coffee guy, but you go. I oh, know I'm going to take a page out of Kurtz's book and just start plowing Pepsis. Yeah, I feel pretty. I feel a lot better now. <laughs> I'm not a coffee guy. That's what it is. I I, really, I don't like hot drinks. Yeah. Just gonna sip them. You know, I want to drink. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to hope. I don't want to pray that my tongue's not going to be burned uh, to a crisp. So uh, never really was been much of a of a not a hot coffee, drink, man. More uh, hot chocolate. Yeah. You want to be refreshed. Yeah. Yes. You don't like yeah, soup? drink. You don't like you don't like soup. Oh, you know, when it comes to food, Cam, no? I'm a pain in the ass. I, I'm, 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 I admit it, I'm a pain in the ass. All right, I am pretty, I'm Irish, so I'm eating potatoes, you know, it's pretty much, and I like, and I, I, don't, I don't like spices all that much, you know, I like more bland food, so I can drive people crazy. Chicken noodle soup, yes, you know, so, but I don't want carrots in my chicken, I just want chicken and noodles. <laughs> and that's, that's really all I want. I don't want carrots, carrots. and peas yeah. or anything else they put in this thing, that drives me insane. When I get my potato salad and they have shredded carrots, I won't get it. All right, I just like, I don't want carrots. Right? I'm, not, I'm not a freaking rabbit. Right? Nothing wrong with my eyesight here. I may, I may have other problems, but I, I can see. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm a pain in the ass when it comes to food, and believe me, my wife lets me know it all the time. Uh, Alright, so during the break, uh, 30 uh, Major League Baseball teams, 14 of them either playing in a dome or warm weather. So th- this can be done. This about about avoiding the cold weather uh, and the rain and the snow. I believe last year they set a record for most post- uh, postponements. It was it was a joke. Yeah, that's it what was, I that's what I was saying. Like the Minnesota Twins alone at the start, it, it was insane. Like I remember looking at the standings. Other teams had like 17 games played to like their like eight or nine at the start. Like Georgia was something so stupid. I was just like, what is going on here? Like how do you not know this? But uh, continue like I just yeah it, it doesn't make any sense well, we, we talk about the hockey scheduling guys like that's the thing like I find it hard as right re- you know radio sports hosts and stuff like that and like you know we talk about on Red Heat and Rage we talk about it with with Kurtz on the weekend uh, fantasy update like we are not in charge of these leagues How, like if it was your sole job to go okay this makes sense like there's people you know, supposed to be like smarter than us, in charge of this stuff, have the ability to do it, but it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, I just don't understand. Like, you're running big, big leagues with the lots of money involved. Wouldn't you care a little bit more? That's just my take. And you have to think it costs you money. If you're looking for a financial job yeah, standpoint, yeah, good, good, yes, exactly. exactly. Great, your season ticket, your season tickets, postponements <laughs> cost money. But also, you know, season tickets, great. Uh, you, you get you're getting them no matter what here. But you're not getting much of a walk up crowd if it's 32 degrees and you know a drizzly or snowy. I, 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 tell, I tell you, this, I don't want to go to a baseball game in that weather. I'm not walking up to go to the game here. So you're losing that walk up crowd, which means you walk. You're losing people who are going to drive to the game, pay that parking. You're losing all the refreshments they're going to buy with $20 hamburgers and everything like that. It just makes very little sense to me. And like I said, this is not football where it's 16 games. So, you know, having a three game in the beginning of the season on the road would be a disadvantage. It's baseball. If you have two weeks on the road to the beginning of the season, 12 games, it means nothing. It's not even 10% of the season. I mean, think about it. It's just silly yep. that they don't do this. In my mind, it's just silly. You just, uh, you're going to play all those teams anyway. I'd much rather you go to Houston in the first week of April then you know when it's July and nine thousand degrees, it just does, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't think it's all that big a competitive disadvantage. I think it's better for the fans. I think it's better all around. It's just better baseball. Baseball is meant to be played 
you know, in nice weather, sunny, you know, at night, fine. With uh, but it's not meant to be played. Football. I love. We all love watching football when it's raining, snowing, it's sloppy. It's just great. That's football. That's what it's meant to be played. In. Baseball is not. So I don't understand. You know, hitting a, a round ball with a round bat going ninety-five miles an hour and not being worried about being killed in my mind is the hardest thing to do in professional sports under the best exactly. of conditions. All right, more You're or less, if you can't right. see. Oh, excellent point. I, I, I can go point. on and on about that forever. It, it makes me angry that, that uh, they don't do this. Like I, said, I, think it's, I just don't think it's a hard solution. I just don't think it takes a lot of brain work here. But uh, whatever. All right, fine. They're not going to do it. No one cares. Uh, we had a big trade this week. All right, big trade, Velmuto. Finally! Finally. Miami Marlins trade uh, JT yep. Velmuto. Uh, and thank you, because I was getting tired of uh, waiting for, you know, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Uh, goes to the Phillies, same division here, uh, which I applaud them for. Uh, in my mind, you're a team like the Miami Marlins. You're not going anywhere for three, four years. You make the best trade possible. Uh, so he goes to Philadelphia. Fantasy-wise, uh, my first question is, generally, how do you feel about catchers? Uh, are you someone who's going to draft a catcher no. early? Do you wait forever? No. You can wait I for catchers. catchers. You yeah, can I wait for them. catchers. It's like those things. It, it, it's to me. It, you know what I mean. I, I look at it, and some things over over time, you, you just continue to do. It's kind of like my fantasy football. Uh, unless a quarterback that I really, really want, if the best ones are gone, I can wait. It's kind of like the way I look at it. It's called like the Philip Rivers rule. I could still get them at any time that I want. I could build up my running backs. I could build my receivers. I can grab you know a tight end there. I, I don't need to force. A quarterback in the draft if I don't get the guys I want because all the guys around the mid-tier are usually pretty well. I'm not going to say they're all exactly the same, but they're close. They're close enough that for me for me to draft, and I feel the same way about catchers. Rio Muto's a, a, a little bit better, but you know what, George? No need to hit the panic button. Get get your other guys first. We can, we, we can work out catchers uh, a little bit later. No problem. Uh, once once again, you and I are on the same wavelength here on both parts. By the way, I'll wait. I always wait on quarterbacks. The only way that's I'll have Patrick Mahomes on my that's why team. Why we're doing good year. in our leagues? You know, I'm sitting right? here like I know it's my I know it's my buddies are like stoners and you know like, hey, I got, but I got the Vince Lombardi Trophy, Fred, because that's what they do. Like, there's one guy in my league, Mike Lee's a really really smart guy, and he comes over to my house and visit. And you know, he was just over here the other day, and we were talking about the league, and I was telling him how frustrated I was with some of the rules in our league. And I tell him that I work at the Fantasy Network and talk about you guys. And you know what I mean? If I tell you some of the dumb things that we have to do, but I'm old. I'm also involved with guys who we talk about it, George. The difference is you have kids, but you have three TVs in the thing. These guys have a couple kids. They're working hard jobs. You know what I mean? They're into sports, but it's not like in the same hardcore night after night after night way. So we're kind of archaic in our rules, but he's the one guy like me. You know what I mean? Like I I draft Philip Rivers in the middle. He'll pick up a guy in the middle. And it always seems to be me and him, you know, down the stretch in these pools because we're just not going to reach for guys if he's not there don't do it and uh, sometimes a lot of guys panic and then the whole draft goes wild just you know take a deep breath okay we'll, we'll figure this stuff out and that's the way i feel about catchers and that's the way i feel about quarterbacks no need to panic yeah i say when it, when it comes to quarterbacks i'm not gonna have a pat mahomes on my roster and rogers because i'm not taking a quarterback in round three four or five if mahomes happens to slide then we'll talk you know that, yeah, that can that, always exactly. change things but if he goes where he's going to go, I'm not going to have that. I'm with you. I'll take uh, – after the first couple of quarterbacks, they're all the same. And I'll be fine with taking anybody in round 9, round 10, round 11. That'd be fine. Uh, as for catchers, I hate the position. I really dislike leagues that still use two catchers because they're – you're a 12-team league, two catchers. And once again, simple math, they have 24 catchers. There are not 24 catches fantasy-worthy. Right, in Major League Baseball. There just aren't. 
And you know, I, I got to tell you, Cam, there have been times, uh, more than once, I've gone in a league and with two catchers. Uh, I might have a decent first catcher. Not someone like Romuto or Sanchez, Posey, or something like that. But I'll have a decent first catcher, maybe a Molina type. And my second catcher might be someone not even in the Major League Baseball. It'll be someone in the minor leagues uh, that might get called up in June, July. And I do that because I want to protect my average. You know, I don't want some catcher who's going to bat 210 and crush my average and who's going, going to hit maybe 10 home runs, driving 40 runs. Yes, I'll lose some counting stats there, but the average is more important to me there. I'll make up the counting stats in other areas. You know, I just don't like – the catchers aren't stealing any bases, so I'm just worried about those three uh, categories there. And uh, I just – I'll do that. I think we should go to one catcher. Uh, I'm not drafting a catcher early. When you think about – the reason I don't draft a catcher early, I love JT Romuto. I mean, I do. And in an auction league, that's a little different. But in uh, snake drafts – Catchers, they're going to get hit with foul balls. They're going to get hit with bats. They're going to get hit with runners. They're going to crouch nine million times during the season. They just get hurt more than any other position. Plus, they all take Sundays off, right? They're not playing every game. You know, that, that 26 games they're going to miss alone. Now you're down to 136. If they get hurt, you could be easily down to 110 games at most. I'm spending a fifth round pick on this guy? Uh, no, I'm just I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to spend that uh, that kind of draft capital at, at that position. I, I I hate the position. Yeah, I, I agree 100. percent I know you were you were talking. I mean, we talked about Lindor earlier there, uh, George. The one guy like I'm just going through some mocks, just looking at some stuff. The one guy that that I'm looking at, like I'm looking at overall guys. This is going to be picture number four, and I'm saying, you know what? It's just one of those things that Corey Kluber's a guy to me that is always, he's a great pitcher, you know, better than average in the, in the regular season. Don't like what I've seen uh, out of the postseason. Maybe a little bit of wear and tear, but uh, in most mocks, he's, uh, you know, pitcher four. I think that's a little bit too high for me. That's a guy I think I, I, I'm going to be be waiting on there. I, I, don't, I don't see him as like most some places I'm like the 14th overall player. That's too high for me. Yeah, it's way too. He's an interesting player. He's an interesting. He's going to be because uh, well, Cleveland's thought about trading him all off season, right? They they True. tried to trade him all pretty much all off season. I don't think that's really a knock on him. I think it's more because oh. you know, they're, they're trying to save cash and they think they can win this division with or without him. Probably a little silly to think that, but uh, I think that's what they're feeling there. But with Kluber, I don't think it's, you can't argue that he seems to. Uh, fade as the season rolls along here. You know, the playoffs, he's certainly not in the Major League Baseball playoffs. He's certainly not the same player. And in September, he struggles here. So, it's an interesting argument about Kluver. And I, I, I admit, I have some trepidations about him. About whether or not he, uh, I, I would take him as high as he's going to go. He's going to go in the second round in most drafts. Right? So, uh, I, I do worry somewhat that that's too much. But, you know, who would you put above him? I mean, you mentioned he's going in four. Do we put Verlander above him? Okay, I, I don't really have an argument yes. with that. Okay, so you like Verlander? Uh, I do. I'm looking at uh, Aaron Nola is a guy who's high up there, really, and he should be high up there. Really, he was in the uh, conversation for the uh, Cy Young last year, along with Scherzer and Degrom there. So would you put Aaron Scherzer, Nola above him? I yes, I would. I would. I okay. know that's a little bit bold, but I I, I put Scherzer above him. Oh, sure. I'd put sail, sail above him. I'd put, uh, who else am I going to put above him? Nola above him. Uh, Verlander. The sail yes, worry you. No. And I, I, I put him around where Garrett Cole would be. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. Like seven. You, you put, you're putting him down around, and, that, and, that, and that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. You, you mentioned Chris Sale, which is another guy I certainly want to talk about here. Are you worried 
I mean, he he had some problems last year. Got hurt. He's we all know this man is built like a toothpick. And he, uh, I've always been surprised that I'm waiting one day when he throws a pitch, his elbow goes up to the plate with the ball. Exactly. He has a turkey jerky delivery. It's weird. Uh, his velocity certainly went down in the playoffs this year. He fought through it and pitched great. And that's more power to him. Right, more power to him. But you mentioned you have him above him. Uh, I'm looking at ESPN rankings now. They have him starting pitcher two. So it's a Scherzer then sale, which means he's going first round. Can you spend that kind of capital, though, on Chris Sale when you have these injury worries with him? Remember, second half of every year, he's always getting hurt, and I'm not surprised because of his build. You know what, George? It's kind of like we talked about the quarterback. If he's there, no, I'm, I'm actually going to wait. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to build it with other positions first and let somebody else take sale, because I already believe. I, I as I mentioned, I think Nola is an arrow up to me. I think he's a young guy that's only going to get better. I know the division is tougher, but I still believe in Nola. Uh, Verlander, I still like a lot more. I know he's an older guy too, but I really like what I see. He's a workhorse, and you said it. I don't know how long Sale continued to do this. He's a, a freak of nature. Uh, when he was with the Whites. Socks. He got a lot of wear and tear on that arm, and uh, yeah, one of these days it's going to happen. I, I'm, I can tell you one thing: at, at, at SP2, no thanks. I'd rather build around it, get different position players for, and if he and if he falls, you take him. But I am not at, at the current spot where he's in, and ESPN mocks and all the other ones. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Yeah, uh, probably not for me. I'm already mentioned I'm a conservative draft. I'm going to have a tough time taking it with yeah. my first-round pick and not be assured of what I'm going to get here. Uh, we're going to go away from pitches for a second here because uh, I saw earlier today that there's a rumor going around. It's, it, was, it wasn't from the greatest source on the planet, but there's a rumor going around that the Yankees have upped their offer to Machado. Uh, we, we told you yesterday it was 220, and now apparently it might, it might be 250. Now, and I wonder, and I said, I don't know how true, it's just rumor. Once again, when we say rumors, we have no idea if they're true or not, but it's a rumor. But that being said, uh, you know, Hal Steinbrenner took some flack last week, uh, leak from some fans saying the Yankees are, are kind of cheap here. And it's always been a thought that maybe the Yankees are waiting in the weeds here for Machado and or Harper because uh, the price isn't getting high. You know, then if they can get them cheap on their terms, said this yesterday, and I truly believe this, that if they can get one or, or, one, one or both these guys, if they come cheap on their terms, they'll make the move here. So Machado, if the Yankees were to, uh, to nab Machado, what do you think here? I mean, it'd be what does this do for the Yankees as a whole here? Because you does Andujar get off third base? You got, got Tulowitzki and Gregorius here. Is Andujar going to be traded? Does Andujar go to first base? What are you going to do with Voight and Bird here? Do you give any credence? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of question marks, George. And I can tell you one thing: with Tulowitzki, he's not. He's not playing a full. He, he'll be. He'll be lucky to play. You know multiple games for your team. Just watching him in Toronto, I think he's broken down goods. I know you could take a chance on him because you don't have to pay anything for him. Colorado, when you really look at that deal, and uh, I, I before Anthopolis leave, a lot of people give him credit for it. Uh, Colorado fleeced him in that deal because Tulowitzki was broke. He was broken down. You know, he, he he's done, in my opinion. But you guys have so much depth there. It's interesting, too. Take a look at the teams that have given the offer, right? Various reports say the offers on the table between 180 and 220. You're saying 250, but look at the teams that have offered the money, like the White Sox. Hmm, you know what I mean? If he if he has a choice, saying yeah, you know, uh, White Sox, Yankees, where do you want to go? You want to go to the Yankees? The Yankees still have some work. They they got to compete with Boston, but you look it up and down that team. They're they're World Series contenders. And I'll tell you one thing: I don't think the Yankees have to pay up more because these other franchises are basically offering the same. Why would Duquette just open up his pocketbook and say, you know? Here's an extra thirty million, or here's an extra forty million, right? When you're looking at the other offers and going, okay, I think he's actually playing it pretty smart. 
You know, like what, I don't know what your take is, but it's it's crazy. These well, guys aren't gonna these these guys aren't gonna go break the bank for me. You talk about it with the, the hustling balls out the first base and whatever. They'll make them offer, but they're not gonna break the bank just to get them. But uh, and the other teams that have made offers are, are lesser lights in comparison to the lineage of the Yankees. They have a better team. We've heard over and over again that. Uh his wife really wants uh, uh, to come to New York. That his, uh, his wife is yeah. driving this. That uh, come to New York, and uh, I say I think the price is right. I think what would happen is let's let's say this does happen, and that Machado does come uh, to New York here. I think Machado would play third. Torres plays uh, shortstop. Lemayhu plays second. Yep. Tulowitzki sort of a you know we'll see what happens here. And Indahar yep. probably plays first, and that, that leaves the Yankees. Yeah, it does. But what are you gonna do with Voit and Bird? I mean, yeah, I know because. Uh, you know, because Voight was so good last year. Do you want to give up on Bird, which I don't think it would crush anybody, but he has no trade value right now, so you can't move him. I think what it means is Andujar would be a ticking uh, a ticking trade bomb for that first yeah. for that, uh, that another starting Excel- pitcher. Excel- excellent. I think point. that's what would happen because he, he he's he's a real asset. You no, know, you and you look at Voight and the way he played. You you want to get him out there, a fan favorite. He gets people fired up, and you talk about it. Bird had Bird. This guy until he you almost want him to play to do well and then trade him because right now. You're not going to get jack for him. That's a problem. All right. Uh, weekend fantasy update. Camp Stewart, George Kurtz. When we come back, we're going to talk Bryce Harper, and there's some news on him. He hasn't signed anywhere yet, but uh, there he might have gotten an offer from a, a team here that he's uh, thinking about here. Camp Stewart, George Kurtz. Weekend fantasy update. Back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, weekend fantasy update. Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. We're here for the next hour, plus catching you up on all, really a little bit of NHL, some Major League Baseball, we'll talk some football as well here. Tease before the break, uh, Bryce Harper, Cam, it looks like the San Francisco Giants have made him an offer, but it's a short-term offer. Now, we don't know the exact terms of it. I'm thinking, what, three years, 100 million, two years, 70 million, something silly like that. But I don't understand this. Assuming it's true, you and I went over the Giants yesterday. This is not a good team, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a good team in a year or two. I don't understand why they would want to make him a, sh- a short-term overlay. It's not like they're, he's, they're not one player short. You know, so That's I don't get this here. Right, I it don't makes, get this. I don't understand it, it, this. It makes no sense. And, we, you, George, you went over there, uh, outfielder. Uh, you know, they could be one of the worst uh, group in Major League Baseball. They have nobodies there. One player in Bryce Harper, no matter how good he is, he, if he has a career, it doesn't matter. The Giants are going nowhere. Also, on top of that story, there's another story. Uh, that the Giants, you know, Bruce Bochy, these guys were talking about, uh, you know, starting it off with the, with the, with the Rays did last year. They made it very successful, you know, roll out, roll out the bull, 
bullpen before the starter. Madison Bumgarner says, if you guys use an opener to start my game, I'm walking over <laughs> the ballpark. I'm done. And you know what? So so I look at that situation, George. I'm like, okay, you got your best pitcher on the team who's basically saying, don't try that or I'm going to snap. Uh, a team that's rebuilding and you want a guy like Bryce Harper on your team. We talked about the Giants. Win total was at the bottom. Uh, one of the worst teams other than Kansas City, Detroit, and Baltimore, I think. I think they were the fourth worst there in all of Major League Baseball. We talked about it, how they're, how they're even going to win 73 games or not. It makes no sense to me. Hell, I'd rather even see them with the Padres. At least they're a, a team that's trying to get better. They have younger players on the team. It makes no sense to me. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I still see Bryce Harper as a West Coast guy, but come on now. This is nuts. It makes no you- sense to me. The only thing that makes sense here is, yeah, they do need an outfielder. Sure. But no, as, they need the an outfielder. Term, but, yeah, they, they, actually, they need outfielders. Uh, but as a, why would he want to go there on a short term? Oh, I mean, I, I get the money. But he's going to get paid you know, good money no matter where he goes. A two, three-year deal doesn't make any sense. They're not going to win. I mean, this is their lineup. I mean, you got Buster Posey. Okay, uh, good solid catcher. Brandon Belt's an okay first baseman. Panic, all right. Longoria's well yep. past his. Brian Crawford's solid. Their infield's uh, solid. I mean, it's hard to argue. Yeah, it's okay. Their outfield, I played this game yesterday, all right? I don't think anybody outside of the industry or a Giants fan can name me one, I almost said 49ers, one Giants outfielder right now. <laughs> yeah, it might as well be the 49ers. Right, it might, it might, it might as well be. You Who put are some linebackers They're strangers. Out there. <laughs> I mean, it, their outfield right now is Chris Shaw, Stephen Duggar, and Mac Williamson. Williamson's a prospect. All right. And yeah. the back was like no, Alec, uh, Alan Hansen, Orson Slater. I mean, they're nobodies. They're just nobodies. There's a reason why there was a rumor going around that the Giants might be interested in Jacoby Ellsbury if the Yankees would take on a bad contract of their own. Uh, Johnny Cueto came to, uh, was the, the name mentioned there. But that's your outfield. So, yes, they do need outfield help. Your starting rotation, Bumgarner. Now, listen, I don't think a, a starter would be a bad thing. And uh, even the Rays didn't have a starter in like Blake Snell starts. So, it wouldn't be for every starter. Bumgarner, they just wouldn't use it. And Bumgarner. To start. Great line, though. If you do it in my starts, I'm walking out of the ballpark. Fantastic. I don't think that's a bad idea here. But after that, Derek Rodriguez, Jeff Samarji, who's been a zero now for a couple of years, Andrew Suarez, Drew Pomerantz, who was a disaster last year, and they have Derek Holland, Chris Stratton, Ty Block. I mean, they have lots of depth. They have a lot of number fours and five starters there. But really, uh, this team is not going to compete. I, I just don't see it. Not without several more additions here. Uh, I don't understand. Like I, said, I don't know why uh, the Giants would want to make a short-term offer to Harper unless it's to sell tickets. And I don't understand. I really don't understand why Harper would want to go there. Even if it's two years. You're not going to win for two years. I want to win. No. I mean, if I'm going to make money, I mean, he's not going to spend the amount of mo- the money he's going to get from anybody. He's never going to spend it anyway. So I want to go either A, where I want to go. You know, you mentioned if you're a West Coast guy, you want to play in San Diego, you want to play on the West Coast, that's fine. You want to go home, you want warm weather, that's great. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Or I want to win. Preferably, I want both. You know, if, I, if I'm a free agent, I'm going to get paid. Either way, I'm going to be rich for the rest of my life. I'm not worried about setting records. I'm worried about being making as much as I can, but I want to win and I want to uh, be comfortable where I'm living here. I don't see how this makes any sense for Bryce Harper. No, it doesn't. I, I, this whole giant situation—it's it, a train wreck, George. Like I, I don't know—I don't even know what to th- say. I think they should be concerned, don't you, with Bumgarner and stuff like that? Like this is a guy that just doesn't come out and just 
just say stuff like, hey, this guy is obviously very emotional about this, but uh, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. It makes no sense. I don't care. Yeah, sure, you're going to make them a little bit better. He'll take the money, but you know what? It, 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 it won't matter. It won't matter. Bryce Harper's not going to matter in the wins total. It's not going to get them over the hump. It's a real, real problem, and uh, yeah, this is an organization that needs, uh, they need a complete rebuild. Guys on their team, they're, they got old, old stars, and uh, yeah, the prospects that they have, some of them are barely serviceable. It's 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 weird to see the Giants in in free for all like this, but that's that's the situation. And signing Harper is just dumb, in my opinion, stupid. I mean, I agree. I keep looking at this. I mean, I think they should have done hey, the uh, the opposite. I think they should have traded rid of all the guys. Yeah, well, right, that's the I, thing. I, like, remember at the start of the year too. Uh, this is the thing that's shocking about this story. Why, you know what? And this is the problem. Like every day, you know, I'm doing these updates now on Red Heat and Rage, and it's report this, report, 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 report. Like, who's the names behind the reports? And like, you know, you you report it because it's some kind of report, but I don't even know if they're true half the time. This is a team that's basically saying we were going to sell. Uh, you know, their assets. They were talking about Bumgarner, all their old players on the team. They were going to have a fire sale, and yet now you're going after Harper? It's actually completely opposite of what you intended to do. So, to me, the the whole thing just, it makes no sense at all, and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Harper's not signing there. No way. I'd be surprised. I would definitely be surprised. Uh, I think they should have traded Bumgarner. I understand he's your legacy player. And we've seen with these other deals, you, you probably can't get exactly what you want. You know what I mean? Hey, the Marlins for Real Muto wanted your first and second born child. And they didn't get that. But uh, still, by the time Bumgarner, by the time the Giants are a good team again, which, once again, I don't think it's going to be a couple years away, Bumgarner will be well past his prime. You know, he was, what's oh, yeah. He's uh He's uh, 29 years old now, so he's going to be 32, you know, and yeah, it's just he won't be the same picture A lot of anymore. wear and tear you, there, too. A lot of wear and tear there, George. He's been through the wars. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the, versus Kansas City there, like, it was special. He just he came out there and pitched and pitched and pitched. His, he pitched his ass off. Like, he's a special type of guy. It's not going to last forever. Like, I know he's a big, strong horse, left-handed stud, but you know what I mean? Like, at 29 in baseball, it's, you're, you're not you're not a kid anymore, and it's a lot. It's kind of like a horse. He's got a, he's got a lot of miles. Uh, it, it, you know, he's, he's, he's been out there. He's been involved in major major playoff series a lot of time he's been out there where they could have taken him out without but they trusted him so much because he was that damn good they didn't want to put the reliever in they had to keep Bumgarner in there because he's the best but yeah I, I don't see I don't see him pitching around forever too by the time they get better he's going to be done it's pretty simple. He is. He's definitely going to be done. You mentioned a lot of wear and tear as far as pitches. Remember, he had the four-wheel uh, drive accident with wrecked his shoulder yep. then he got hit by baseball or broke his hand I mean I, I would have dealt him. His uh, average fastball velocity is down about a mile and a half from where it was three years yep. ago. So he's already, already feeling the wear and tear. Like I said, he's a very good pitcher. Very good pitcher. And he would have been a jump start to help sort of rebuild your organization. I would have definitely, uh, at least, I don't believe if I'm a GM whether it's my, of my fantasy team or a reality team, everybody's tradable. You know, and I put everybody on the market. I want to see what comes back here. We all know in baseball, it's a thin. It was very thin as far as a free agent pitchers market. Uh, market. That's why Patrick Corbin got 140 million from the Washington Nationals. There's nobody else out there. You know, and I would have. I would have liked to have seen uh, the Giants at least put him out there, see what offers came back. You know, and like I said, I think uh, that would have made more sense here. I just look at the team there. As they're currently built, the infield's solid, but it's not fantastic, but it's solid. But the pitching staff is, I mean, the depth is good, but you have a whole bunch of fours and fives. And that's, that's not going to win you a pennant. It's just not going to win you a pennant. It's not going to get you a wild card either. And you play in a tough division. 
You know, you still got the Dodgers to worry about. I understand Arizona may take a step back here. Maybe that's the thinking here. You know, Arizona take a step back. Colorado, we don't trust them, although they seem to be there the past couple of years. Uh, the Padres are probably in the same situation. You were, like you said, I trust them more, I guess, to get better quickly than I do with Giants right now. So I don't see this working out for either team. So uh, I just don't understand how it's short. I can, I can get a 10-year deal because in 10 years you expect to be good. But a two, three-year, by short term, I assume it's two, three-year deal. I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. Hey, George, you got some uh, breaking news. And uh, I, I don't say we're Kreskins to figure this one out. Randy Carlisle just got uh, fired. Uh, by the Ducks right now. Uh, interim uh, Bob, Bob, GM Bob Murray is going to take over, so we'll see what happens. Our, our, our Ducks fade. I was hoping it was going to last a little bit longer there, but uh, who knows if they're going to play for the GM, but uh, Randy Carlisle out, as we as we predicted. Uh, it was going to happen either you know at the end of the year or soon, and it's happened sooner rather than later. You know, the funny thing was, uh, after looking at the NHL standings, if I'm the Ducks, I'd have kept them. Because right now, you want to tank. That, right? You, you want to yeah, go with Jack Hughes. It's actually a really good point. Like, the thing is, what's Bob Murray? He's not going to do anything. You're so far back, you can't really do anything. What's the point? I'm not going to say go out there and, you know, not even put an effort in. But even if I, even if they tried and got points, there's no way in today's NHL you can leapfrog teams to, to get in the playoffs. It's not happening, Ducks. Like, that's how bad this, this team is. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I thought they were just going to ride out till the end and say, you know what, Randy? It's been a nice ride. You know, you were a good player while you played and great years of service. You know, you took us far in the playoffs many years but the party's over kind of thing. But now it's like, wow, yeah, that's actually a very good point by you. There's really – what that doesn't matter. It's a, he's a lame duck anyway. He would, he would have been gone. But whatever. I guess they're saying, you know, they need they need to see a little bit more. But I don't know. Weird. Very weird. Mike, my guess is the thinking is this, uh, as far as the uh, Ducks are concerned. You, you actually said it perfectly, but they're only six points out of a playoff spot, but you have to uh, leap one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. I mean, good luck. That's the thing. Uh, I know. That's the, good luck that's the thing that. about the NHL. Excellent point you bring up, and that's the thing that people don't know. You can look at standings and go, wow, six, but six is more like 14 or, or 16. Like, it's just, it's not what you think. The way the, the extra point and the, the, way, the way the system is set up with the shootout and all the other BS that they got, and you bring up the greatest point, George. That's why we need three points for the regulation win. We wouldn't have all this logjam BS, and you would award teams for actually doing their damn job instead of on a tie game playing for a tie and then overtime in a shootout. It makes sense. like it, to me, that's a no-brainer. They got to really fi- figure it out. But you know what? They like it this way. Want to know why? Teams in low parity. You stay involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's the one league. It's the opposite of baseball. You know, sometimes a team's 30-something games out in baseball. In hockey, it's like, hey, we're only a few points back, guys. You know, we could, you're not really a few points back. It looks that way, but it's it's a delusion. But they love it. So every single team, right down to the end, will put asses in seats. That's why I think a lot of I've, – I've been noticing it, too, even more, like with the betting. And I've been betting on hockey for, God, since I was a kid, George. But I've noticed it. They like to keep it even in the standings. Uh, you know, ooh, that team, that's a big upset there. Yeah, well, they were that this many points back. It's kind of like the whole plan is to keep everybody within a certain range, and then guys will still go to games. I know. I, I firmly believe that. It, it's almost oh, I think you're, 
You're 100% right. And come on. Anybody who's not believing that is just kidding themselves. We all know how the NHL thinks. The, N- the NHL is everything they do. The playoffs is it's all about either making yeah. money or saving money. And listen, I get it. Sports is a business. We see this in all sport, other sports as well. Just not to the degree of the NHL. The Angels just really flaunts it in our face. You know, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we, we want to save money here. Uh, I don't agree with it. I think it's silly that you don't reward teams for a regulation win more. I mean, it makes sense. Three points for regulation, two points for overtime, one point for a shootout. And guess what? Then you have these teams that won't play the last five minutes of a game in a shell because they want to assure themselves of a point. They'll play more wide open because they want to go for that extra, that extra point. Plus, I don't think you should ever be rewarded for a loss. Yeah, you lose a sh- you lose in the yeah. overtime too damn bad. You lose a shootout too damn bad. You know, I said I'm an Islander fan. Losing in a shootout, the Islanders are terrible in shootouts. It would suck. But I still think it's crazy that you reward these guys for them. I just think it's uh, I just think it's nuts. And once again, I said it yesterday. I'd like for the overtime to be. I understand. I, I don't agree, but I get it. You don't want to play forever because it's a physical sport and you've got to travel the next day. Blah blah. I don't care, but I I get it. Extended five more minutes. Play the first five minutes for, uh, four on four, and the next five three on three. Or go ten minutes three on three. You go ten minutes three on. You're not going to have too many shootouts. You may not have any shootouts. Someone scoring. Yep. Agree 100, 100, 100%. And I told you, this is where we, we even differ a little bit. I don't even care after that if it's a tie, it's a tie. I don't care. I don't want to see. I, 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 that's where we differ. I, like, I don't mind the overtimes. If it ends, it ends. It's three three. I'm done. You get your points. Bye bye. I'm we're out the door. I don't need uh, the extra point with with uh, with with the exhibition. But I do say your to your idea, which is flawless, and it's insane that it hasn't been implemented. Three for regulation. If you don't do it any other way, it's just stupid. But it's not going to happen, George. As we said, parody, parody, parody pays the bills. That's the way it works. It does. Like I said, you want they want asses in the seats. Those asses buying drinks and you know hot dogs and burgers and pretzels and popcorn. That's where the money comes from, you know. So uh, listen, the NHL does a lot of things that are ass backwards. Uh, I, I mentioned some I, good I, things I though. I will give them a li- I, I will give them credit for the other sports. The way uh, you know with with the way the playoffs are. The, just, just the game in general. The, you know, on a night to night basis, I can I can actually make the uh, the appoint for DFS. Gabe and I talk about it all the time. These guys are playing with hurt bodies, broken limbs, anything like to, for these guys to miss a game. Like there's no sniffles or whatever like that in the NBA. You can breathe on a guy and he's going to be out for three damn games. You know what I mean? It's like crazy. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen with DFS. Oh, he, we don't know. Questionable, questionable, questionable. Oh, and then think about it. You know, Drew Dinkmeyer comes on the show. All these other guys. It's like we can't put our lineups together because we don't know what the hell is happening yet. I would say when it comes to DFS, I would say basketball and baseball are probably the most highly played sports. Would you not agree? For football. Football, basketball, baseball. And basketball, it's very, very popular. But they got a real problem with DFS because nobody knows who the hell's playing and who's not playing. At least in the NHL, they're right most of the time. When a guy's out, a guy's out. When he's probable, he's probable. Isn't it funny how you say that baseball and basketball, we have problems sometimes knowing who's in or out. And football and hockey, the two most physical sports. Yeah, exactly. These, these guys come back and play. Last night, yeah. uh, I'm, I don't know if you saw it, man. I'm watching the Vancouver-Calgary game late. And uh, James Neal took a hit. And it was a nasty yep. hit. You know, and um, I'm watching. And I see the uh, the linesman uh, and a couple other guys, things going down, picking things off, up off the ice. They were picking up his teeth. His teeth. Yeah. His teeth. <laughs> All right. His chiclets. <laughs> he's playing. I mean, we've seen these guys. They take 48 stitches. And they come back and play in the next period. I mean, it's amazing what these guys could do. Uh, they want to play so much. That's why ho- hockey players and football players, they, they always get my respect because they, they, they come back and play. You know, and I'm not. And sometimes I don't think they probably should. I mean, you, you 
lose your teeth, I might want to go see a dentist. But uh, hey, uh, God bless. I mean, they, when they come back and play. But yeah, they, they were picking up his chiclets off the ice last night. Uh, it's just oh, you know, just oh, it really is. Just it makes me uh, shudder when I think like that. That, uh, that you know, his teeth uh, came out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, always a nice thought to end the uh, the segment on picking up teeth <laughs> off the ice. Uh, all the other gruesome injuries we've seen through the years here. Uh, George Kurtz, Cam Stewart, Weekend Fantasy Update here. We've talked a little bit about everything. Baseball, football, hockey. We're going to continue for the next hour. Weekend Fantasy Update, George and Cam, back after this. 